Welcome to this episode of the Marketing Ops Now podcast series. In our previous podcasts, we spoke about strategy execution and KPI frameworks. Now it's time for some action. Well, we would hope so, but the road to action is filled with objections. How long should it take to craft a KPI framework? Should it be perfect or is good good enough? How many times a year should we update KPIs? Are KPIs a personal or a team responsibility? Let's give some clear-cut answers in this podcast and piggyback on 20 years of experience of successful corporate companies. Hi, Ralph. Welcome in a new episode of the podcast series. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks, Franz. Again, thanks for inviting me. Happy to have a nice chat with you. How much are we looking forward to this one? It's about marketing efficiency and effectiveness. Um, we all know Peter Drucker, the management guru. He said the difference between effectiveness and efficiency is doing the right things and doing things right. I love that one. Makes things so simple. And um, today we're going to talk about exactly that topic. And we touched with Scott Brinker already on the KPI frameworks. That led to a cascading KPI framework we could set up. Uh, last time we spoke about strategy uh, execution, which was also about a cascading plan. So now we're touching upon marketing effectiveness and efficiency. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> a lot. We can probably talk for hours and hours about that. Um, even honestly, France, the topic is pretty old. Yeah, it's nothing new. And um, still, what we've seen also. We just issued the Marketing Tech Monitor 2021, and the feedback, in particular of smaller companies, was that they struggle with defining um, clear objectives and KPIs behind how they measure it. Sometimes they have no idea how to allocate costs on on different activities. What's happening in in marketing? And with that hand in hand, sometimes the reports have a delay in time of two or three months. So. We are far behind something like real-time reporting and planning and steering. Uh, And sometimes even worse, the reporting has been outsourced to external service providers, um, which then sometimes twists and twingles reporting and the KPIs in a way that they are accommodating basically what they just delivered. So there's still a long way to go. And particularly with more and more channels that are coming up, the whole notion of efficiency, doing things right, and the notion of marketing operations management gets more important than before, which is which I wonder, quite honestly, since it's nothing new, but it's getting more momentum currently. So if I understand it correctly, we're doing a lot of the reporting, looking into the rear view mirror, rather than looking through the windscreen, looking forward and seeing what's up ahead and uh, and steer where when needed. Uh, Absolutely. And since I got my PhD in organizational learning and organizational learning is all about um, understanding what has happened in the past and trying to make some sort of forecast also for the future, which is part of organizational learning. So Marketing Tech Monitor found out that out of 1,084, I guess, people we've asked said more than 55% say we know our steering factors, our variables only in a bad way, or we do have only an an inconsistent and bad KPI set for marketing. So still, even if the theory on KPI framework and steering and managing marketing efficiency is is well known and and everybody is aware on that, the practical realization stands pretty much behind. So 
a lot of things to do and the more data you, uh, you have the chance to gather, the more activities you're trying to steer, the more important KPI frameworks and steering, real-time steering in the best case becomes. Let me give you two examples. Uh, most recently we had an, um, a project with an FMCG, a major FMCG, um, food moving, a uh, food um, uh, producer in Germany. And um, they're issuing, I guess, every year between 25 to 30 new products. And the first thing we ask them, how do you manage your marketing activities? And if those marketing activities really help really to position those products in the market the best way, so that the products are successful and they get bought by the consumer on, on shelf. No idea, no idea. So basically the only KPI they have had in their minds is how many of their products have been transported out of their warehouses, nothing else. So no connection to your marketing activities and campaigns at all. Number one. Number two, we've had a project with an airline and then there was a question is, how do you define marketing success? Is it the number of business seats you're selling? If it's the number of upper class seats, if it's the number of higher valued um, economy seats, or how do you measure success? In particular, is it linked to marketing? And the question is not easy to be answered, but still even this, this airline with some hundreds of millions of euros in marketing spending, and had hardly any idea about which sort of KPIs are um, front runners and which sort of KPIs are just lagging behind. So, as I said, there's a lot to do in terms of rethinking KPI frameworks and get them into the operational day-to-day -day work. So, what did you do in the case of these two examples? I, I can imagine this is a work cut out for the marketing ops department. So, how did you make the change there? Yeah, I, I do think the changes, and particularly before you start buying any sort of marketing tech software or something like that, it's just conceptual. As Scott already said in, in one episode, is cascading down from corporate strategy levels down to an operational level and say, what are the drivers? Have a look into the data, have a look into the past reportings and say, which sort of correlation do I find? which sort of triggers do I want to put in the market and what I'm trying to measure. So what is my objective and what should be the measurement behind? So it's not so much, I would rephrase it, rocket science, but more sort of uh, conceptual base work. My mother would have said, son, do your homework first. And this is exactly what's happening. So that sounds in simple. That sounds easy. But then why are not other companies doing this as much as we would like? What is stopping them, preventing them from doing exactly that, doing their homework? A couple of things behind. The number one is, um, first of all, you need to get all your data together. Yeah? If it's external uh, market research, if it's internal data, um, identify first the data, visualize the data, and um, all the get software in place, which allows you really to aggregate all those data sets in place. Only 20% of companies are data ready, so to phrase. So there's a long way to go. And the majority of skills and resources are missing and um, the people are missing and sometimes technical infrastructure is not in place. So first of all, it starts with the data. Do you have all data sets in place? Number one. Number two, do you have the conceptual framework behind defining KPIs, yes or no? And since defining KPI framework is not something, you earn something with it. You know? It's just painful work, to be honest. Yeah? 
its nitty-gritty detail, which sort of factor influences, which sort of KPI. So you need to do your your, your homework first, your, your desk research, basically. So these two points, get your data in place and get a conceptual idea of the KPI framework um, you will be led by, doesn't sound like a simple task. So I can imagine this project took like five to 15 years. <laughs> no, not so long. I do think just get started. And my strong advice is always just get started. You can over-theorize everything you do. You, know, you have a big bunch of papers at the end on your desk, but you have not achieved anything. So my advice is always to say, spend two or three months on defining a, a well thought through, at least for the time being, KPI framework, get it implemented, and then start learning over time. It's, it's all about learning since um, there might be correlations between different variables you have not found out before and, and or there are things which you're using or KPIs or objectives which you're using where you say after two or three months, ah, oh, holy shit, we need something else. In my past as being having been head of marketing of larger marketing organization, since I'm a German, sort of German engineer trained, I had 25 different KPIs, a balanced scorecard with 25 KPIs. I thought, well, that's good. So all the different aspects in managing marketing, marketing operations, everything was covered. There's only one small problem with it. I over-engineered. Since if you have 25 different KPIs, you will control nothing at the end because you're just overwhelmed. And you always ask yourself every morning, out of those 25 KPIs, which KPIs, two or three, are the most important? So what, what I did, I over-engineered quite honestly. And that's the reason why my advice is always make it simple and easy to digest and start learning. Start working with the KPI framework, then over time it will change anyway. As I said, with the fast-moving consumer good manufacturer and in the food segment or the airline, yes, we defined something, and then after half a year, we need to redefine it back again because some of the some of the KPIs and objectives we defined, we found out don't make sense in the day-to-day -day business. Then we need to reconcile them and go back to the drawing board. So just get started, make it not as a theoretical exercise, but more hands-on. So two or three KPIs, are they mostly involved with effectiveness or efficiency or both at the same time? I can imagine efficiency is more about productivity. How much campaigns do we deliver? How much uh, are the lead times, uh, whereas effectiveness is more about conversions and revenue. How does that look like, those two, three KPIs? All the projects I've been running over the last couple of years, I guess 15 or 16, and none of those companies ever made the differentiation between effectiveness and efficiency. But it was more a result of saying, well, we are trying to achieve some sort of overarching corporate strategy, and we need to have some KPI framework that breaks it down. On the one hand side, we need to do the right things and find out in the KPI framework which are the right things and which are the KPIs to measure it. And then the second thing is in terms of efficiency, make it cost efficient also yeah, on, on our end. So it's always been a mixture between most probably the two of them. Uh, my suggestion is just, just get started. Don't mind about efficiency, effectiveness. At the end, they all find to be efficient in terms of spending less money on what or spending money wisely on what you're trying to get as an outcome. So the suggestion is always just get started. 
let's say I'm a marketing ops person, you're the CMO, and you tell me, Franz, you know, write down those two, three KPIs. Um, how do I do that? Is that something I go into the data, which is not always readily available? Or do we start conceptualize first? Where, how, how does that work if there's maybe no data integrated yet, for instance? In, in the project that I mentioned, we always went from both sides. Number one is conceptually. Have a white sheet of blank paper in front of yourself and say, what is our corporate strategy? What are the objectives we're trying to achieve? And how does it cascade down to A, the marketing department, B, to different teams within the marketing department, and C, to activities? So that's one side. So more doing the conceptual homework. On the other side, also get all data points which I ever can get a hold on, I will put on the table. In terms of understanding what is the mechanic behind. Are there some sort of correlations between different data points, which I might take into consideration? So um, I would go for both sides. Yeah? Do my conceptual homework, plus in parallel, get all the data points on the table as best I ever can. Referring to that last comment where you state, try to look at all the data you can lay your hands on. Um, how does that work? Because in some cases there are blind spots, data that we don't have yet. And I, I, I do remember when I do teachings at a business school, we create a plan together with the students and they are always asked to, you know, go across the departments, sales, customer success, data science, what have you, to figure out what data do we know already? But quite often there's data missing. So should we first collect that or just, you know, continue what we're doing and see if we can aggregate along the way? <laughs> I would more go and aggregate along the way. The point is, if you will wait for a perfect steady state, you will wait forever, most probably. So um, let's just keep going. Since and, and also pretty often it's that you say, well, some data points are missing, yes. And the whole discussion continues for six months, nine months, 12 months, and you have achieved absolutely nothing. So my suggestion is number one, just keep on going. And hopefully over time, you might be able to fill those black holes. Number two is, and there's a good methodology in the market, OKR, Objectives and Key Results. So it's basically where you're trying to do, come from the mission vision of your company, uh, define strategic initiatives, and then go, and define the OKRs for all levels. It's on the corporate level, on the department level, on the team level, on the employee level, and drill it down further down to simple activities like tasks and um, all the activities, uh, measures and campaigns, which should generate um, the result back in terms of fulfilling the OKRs. Do some sort of review and have some sort of retrospective and then begin the planning process anew. So you learn over time don't make it a theoretical exercise, but it's just a living thing. And the KPIs you measure one month might twist and twinkle over the time because you find out that those KPIs do not make sense or we need to interpret them in a different way. Only one thing is important that everybody has the same understanding about your KPIs. For example, if you define a B2B environment, you define something like a lead, then everybody needs to understand what does it mean a lead? And one is a lead, hot lead, or warm lead, or cold lead. Keep going, let the organization learn, and then readjust over time. Otherwise, you end in an endless theoretical discussion loop, which doesn't bring you any further value. 
I, I really like that common definition of, for instance, leads. And that, that's a very important one. And I maybe would like to also ask you if, you, if, if that's also taken to the next level where you say, you know, let's sit down together and make it official that we now will revise our definition of leads due to new insights. So we're still on the same page. Because what I've seen often is that then management says, yeah, but leads now is slightly different due to insights. And then people down below and in, in the team say they are making up their minds along the way and have no clue. It's change management, what I'm talking about in essence, right? Absolutely. And, and sometimes you define a lead in a pretty theoretical way. And then the practical reality shows you that this definition doesn't make any sense. Talking about change management, in my previous life as head of marketing in, in Germany, my colleague in Switzerland always had a cost per lead ratio, which was only 10% of mine in Germany. I thought, well, holy shit, how can he do that? But basically what this guy does did, he counted every single phone call which reached his office, they counted as a lead which in, in my definition is not a lead, it's just a contact. It has a lot to do with change management and making some sort of KPI from really fly within a company. We're currently running a project for a B2B company, which is producing household equipment. And those guys have a lead process, but the lead definition um, between different countries is completely different. So as, again, you need first to rely Otherwise, you start comparing apples with bananas. And it's a learning process, quite honestly. You will not be able to do everything directly correct from scratch. It's impossible. I like what you say about a learning company. That sounds very much agile uh, as a basis. So it's official. We fail. We fail forward. Um, and looking at your marketing tech uh, monitor that you published uh, recently, I see this OKR cycle, and I think this could be really something, you know, to plug in an agile environment and make sure that we constantly tweak goals and um, performance indicators. Is is that correct? How would that work? Derived out of mission and vision, you have defined some sort of strategic initiatives, and then the OKR um, circle means basically you start with the planning, as I said before, across all different levels from the the corporate perspective to department team and employee perspective. Then you have some sort of OKR weekly where you monitor and discuss the the process you've been made in the, in the meantime. You review your KPIs, your, your activities and your achievements. You have some sort of retrospective and then you start the planning again. So an, an OKR is a perfect example for that. It's just a living process. It's not stable but it's a continuous progress and evolution in your KPIs and the way you're using the KPIs and in your operational processes. That is really fantastic. Could you give us examples or talk us through that OKR weekly? I mean, it's a session, I guess, an hour, you sit together. How does that work? Yeah. So there's, a, there's a good company, for example, uh, Hook24. Hook24 is a pure online player in the insurance industry. And uh, what they said, the OKR weekly helps us just to focus on the most important things. Top prioritization is on scalable products, which might be translated as an easy and simple to consume customer journeys. So, and with uniform, transparent objectives, teams might be managed, guided in, across different functions into end-to-end -end responsibilities. And so, and the, and the weekly gives you orientation for your daily work, 
and but also helps and stimulates your own ownership accountability for everything which is around the achievement of your targets. And so the idea is basically it's not a one-off. You have a KPI, I write it to you in your MBOs and just once a year you have a look at it. But all the KPIs and measurement is a living process. So every week, every two weeks, you have a look at those. You say, are we in line? Yes or no? And if not, what can we do? So it's more some sort of test and learn, always reviewing what you've been done, what you've been able to achieve, and then go forward. What Hook24, at least as an insurance company, said, it's um, incredibly important, also the OKR Weekly, for the establishment of a culture of accountability and measurement, and also for continuous review of how we achieve our objectives. It's in the mind of everybody that your objectives is not something just once a year in your MBO, but it's something we always have to look at it and say, are we on track, yes or no? So it's, as I said before, it's just a living process. Yeah, I, I rarely come across companies that review their goals uh, on a weekly basis, and it's really a fantastic idea and approach, and I think it can really help teams to uh, have a better understanding and get a better perception of things are changing out there in the real world, and consumer needs change, so we need to adjust and uh, optimize. Definitely happy with that uh, tip from you. Now, another point that you just made is also the OKR weekly or something like that does not mean that I'm judging on the performance of a specific person. It's just also to say, we both need to learn. We, we have some sort of initial plan, and we now we both need to learn if this plan works or does not work. So it's nothing to be frightened about. It's nothing scary to say, oh, you're, you're chasing me with all my objectives. No, it's just permanent uh, discussion loop. Uh, between a manager or an organization and the individual employee to say, what are we doing? Are we on track? Yes or no? And I would phrase it more this way. OKR Weekly is an important tool for always keeping you on track and have complete transparency about where we are, what should be next steps, um, what are barriers between, and also making some sort of forecast where we're going to come out at the end of the year. It, it also reminds me of something that I did when I was managing a uh, consultancy team and system integrations team. We had a weekly update and it was normally a very long, long meeting. I stopped it and said, can we replace it with something more easy? And what was interesting, we did the weekly speed update. So everybody got three minutes to tell us a success, where they need help and what is the next step. And that was basically it. Um, highly uncomfortable first month and after the uh, first month it was really very smoothly everybody started to prioritize their activities and understand what is important to the team and what is not and not everything is equally important when you implement such an OKR cycle is that something you run into um, I normally run into it a different way and this you, you named it before is around change management the organization pretty often is pretty hesitant does not want to have a permanent discussion on KPIs. So you have a big task laying in front of yourselves, uh, everything around change management. Communicated that the discussion about your KPIs should not be taken as a personal offense, but this is something about a continuous discussion, where to go, how to go, and how best to make it. So, and, and the finding is, what you asked me is, 
I normally do find more problems in trying to figure out that this is nothing personal, but this is something which is part of regular business life. So don't make your personal KPIs or OKRs personal. The, the, the only problem, problem is if you once you start having the HR director directly coming closer to the table, every week you have your OKR weekly, then you know, oh, holy shit, something is completely wrong here. Yeah, if the HR director comes to the table. Now, but kidding aside, it's just, an, it's just a learning process. Like organization learning, although in itself, is a process between macroscopic and microscopic aspects. It's leadership, it's culture on the top line, and it's simple and single activities on a microscopic perspective. And we should take it as it is. It's a learning cycle between macroscopic and microscopic levels. Over the time, we learn how best to influence market environments and make consumers buy our products. Basically, we're saying marketing effectiveness and efficiency goals should be in our second nature. It should be a culture. It's a way of working together, part of our daily business lives. So I have one final question as we're reaching the end of the podcast. Technology, could that help us here? Um, technology might help us here um, with one regard, number one, or two or three. And number one is getting all the data points together. Collecting data into one centralized data repository where you have all data points in there. If it's ERP, if it's sales, if it's revenue, if it's stockage, if it's uh, marketing campaigns, if it's whatever. Having some sort of data aggregation layer, eh? we need other data. And this we need a customer data platform or analytics platform, if it's SharePoint with Power BI on top or whatever. That's number one. <clears throat> number two is um, technology like market resource management also helps us within marketing operations management in order to make sure that all your KPIs and lessons learned are captured somewhere and disseminated throughout the organization. So it's at least probably a second anchor point where technology might help you. But but, but still, as I said before, um, don't let the technology do your thinking. Um, you need to get your arms around. You need to define which sort of KPI, objectives I'm having, which sort of measurement should be suitable as well as at the end of the day, what are my two, three, four main KPIs? Fantastic. And um, regarding the OKR cycle and the weekly uh, OKR, is that something you put on a Kanban board or in a technology? In terms of making it transparent, I do think also during COVID times, it's good to have some sort of virtual Kanban board somewhere. Um, and what is mostly interesting, you have on the one side the dashboard for the entire KPI reporting, all the stuff, and all the activities in terms of um, or countermeasures if your KPIs do not show the, the importance as they should be doing. Um, it's pretty good to have some sort of virtual Kanban board to say what are the top five activities to bring some sort of KPI um, from lagging indicator more to a front runner. So it, it's both, um, but you need to have transparency at least, being either with dashboards or being via via Kanban board. Well, thank you so much for your insights, sharing your experiences. I've learned a lot and uh, it's definitely a, a great insight how we can make sure we cascade marketing effectiveness and efficiency down to the level of OKR so it becomes really ingrained in our daily operations. I'm absolutely loving it. Thank you so much, Ralph, for this uh, great episode. Talk to you soon. Thanks.
Thank you so much.